Independent. Expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Good evening, and welcome to Independence Day. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, we are very happy to bring you the Neighborhood Bullies. Just like the dude out there taking it easy for all of us sinners, the Neighborhood Bullies have taken up the flag of no BS rock and roll for the good of everyone. In a world of manufactured synth-pop divas, wannabe metalheads, and soft-hearted boys wearing eyeliner, the bully's elemental ethos is a breath of fresh air that hits you with gale force. Raw doesn't even begin to cover it. The bully's ringleader, Davey Michelle, is a veteran of the L.A. scene, and his approach to music is primal. Michelle holds the careening ensemble together with his rock stance bass playing while singing a Memphis shriek over the top. A pair of untamed guitar players flanks him, belching out solos and riffs made of lightning and broken glass. Behind them all, aptly sitting on a throne, drummer Mike Sessa plays his kit like he's throwing it down a flight of stairs. The whole thing hangs together in a way that makes you understand that the world needs the neighborhood bullies, keeping it real, literally. Welcome to Independence Day, neighborhood bullies. I like bullies. your introduction, Joe. Thanks, man. It's very nice. That's my, uh, it's, it's my pleasure to write it for you. It's great to have you guys here. You know, you guys are one of my favorite bands here in L.A., and I'm, I'm proud, as, uh, proud as punch to have you guys here. Oh, we're happy to be here. You know, it's big, big to us. We don't like to travel very much, and this is right next door, man. Yeah, exactly. Radio right next door. I know, radio is the, the, the miracle of technology, the miracle of radio. You talk into a can, and everybody can hear it everywhere. I love it. Everybody in Pasadena, right, in the surrounding area? In the surrounding area. And, with the, with the, again, with the wonder, the miracle of technology, with the internets, the world wide webs, we can have people <laughs> in Belgium listening to Independence Day. We can have people in Nebraska. Can, can I say hi? Can I give a shout-out to a friend in Ireland? Absolutely. Fran Breen. Shouting and, out. That's right. Come How's on it going, down. man? And let's see. It's uh, it's roughly seven o'clock Wednesday night. What time does that make it in uh, in Ireland? That's probably ten what like is, that, it's, is it ten? S- is that ten hours? So, it's, yeah. so the the pubs have closed. It's five a.m. There. It's five a.m. I think they're still drinking. Yeah, they're just not the pub. The pubs roll up early though. That's the way it is over there. I, that's the, my problem. And they I, close like twice during the day, so you go back to work. Yeah, right. I, I do. I do love the the pubs over there though. So let's get down to brass tacks here. Um, you know, there, there's this thing about the bully's sound. Um, I mean, the, every when I listen to it, the word raw comes up a lot. But it's not, it's like the bullies define raw without being punk. Because to me, like, punk has a different ethos. It's like, punk, it's like you almost kind of have to suck a little bit. You know what I mean? It's it like, helps. It you, definitely you, helps. Yeah, you've got this. You've got this like stance where it's you know you know screw you to the world and like we're not even going to learn to play our instruments. I think we sort of suck. I, I don't think so at all. Like you guys, suck? you guys incorporate. You know, you, <laughs> I try to suck. You can play your instruments. So it's like it's like the ethic, the the power of punk, the rawness of punk, with. You know, I'm not saying you're Steely Dan, but you can actually play. And, then, and for me, that's perfect because that's the one thing that I never got about punk, being a musician who's played in a million bands my whole life, is that I love the raw power that, that, they, that they do. But they lose me when, you know, they don't, it seems like they don't care. You're here. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Agreed. And, and you guys, you know, is, uh, is this something that you cultivate or we, is it something that just We happens? care too much, but we aren't, you know... To be honest with you, it is sort of a thing. You know, it's like uh, we're trying to say as much as you... We're trying to say a lot with very few uh, words and or yeah. notes. So we're doing little tricks that make you think we're playing more than we really are. 
Yeah. Simple is good. It's mirrors and smoke, really, because <laughs> it's a lot easier than it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> a lot easier than it sounds. I like that. You know, let's let's backtrack just a bit. But I didn't actually introduce everybody, and we've got four. We've got the whole band here. We've got four members of the band, and I'm going to just cycle through here and make sure we know everybody. I'm on the bass and the lead vocal. Like I said, he's the ringleader. This is Davy Michelle. Say hello, Davy. Hey, it's me, Davy Michelle, KPCC. <laughs> actually, not. You might KP- get a job here. We're actually not KPCC. This is uh, this is Lancer Radio. Lancer Radio. I know it's it's much cooler, isn't it? We have more we have more syllables and more letters. More vowels. It's actually all the vowels. Uh, and on drums, we have Mike Sessa. Say hello, Mike. Hi, everybody. Lancer Radio. That's right. Bigger points in Scrabble, so. <laughs> That's right. If we can only get an X in there, we'd be all set. And then on guitar, we have two guitar players here. We have Tom Gladders. Say hello, Tom. Hey, how's it going? Awesome. He's got a Telecaster, one of my favorite instruments in the world. And then on his left, on my right, we have Greg West playing the left-handed Southpaw Les Paul. Hi there. Greg West. <laughs> Sorry, forgot my name for a second. That's cool. Welcome again. Uh, so there's something that's been bouncing around L.A. Like some people actually say that you guys are the best band in L.A. And this is something like that's a big moniker. That's a big like that could be a weight on somebody's shoulders. I mean, have you heard such well, such things? Well, there was an article or? that called us the best bleeping rock and roll band in L.A. like uh-huh. 18 times. Okay. So it's, it couldn't send it to my grandmother. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. uh yeah. But maybe it comes from that. Yeah. Is this but is this, you know, that's kind of a big thing to have on somebody's shoulders like, you know, you guys have seemed to kind of, you know, borne the weight of that okay for now. It hasn't like gone to your heads, you know. <laughs> like there was, we had to lock all the models out of the studio when you guys came in tonight. But like, do you and it's kind of a dopey question, but is this something that you feel like you even have to try to live up to or do you just keep doing what you're doing? No, we have nothing to prove. No, man. Yeah, just yeah. gotta be honest and have yeah. fun. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't a concerted be a, effort. Be sort of a bad A. It wasn't a concerted effort to begin with, so there's nothing to recreate every right. time we play. Right, and that's Mike Sessa. Just do what we do. Right, Mike Sessa on the drums. Mm-hmm. And how how much are you guys playing these days? How many shows? You play, you seem know? to be playing once a week. Oh, or once a week, couple times a week. What are the regular places? I know you guys are at the Cinema Bar, you know, which is we one of my favorite places. We play all the regular places, places around LA, like the Cinema Bar, and we've, we've we're played, at the Silver everywhere really. Lounge. Silver Lake Lounge. Silver Lake Lounge. That's a fun place to see yeah. a show. It's all right yeah. there. It's pretty great. Um, so let's uh, let's get to something that's got... You brought in a new CD today. I was going to play some tracks. You've got one disc out so far, and it's what with a question mark. So when you say it, do you say what? That's or, yeah, it's the interactive name, right? Yeah. I say what? What? If, How if do you, you say it? What? How do you say it, Tom? What? If you were from the, <laughs> I like that one. If you were from the Valley, what? you'd say, um, what? 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 <laughs> so, so, but you've got that, tr- you've got, we've got that record here. I've got it here somewhere on my desk full of junk here. But you've got some new, you, you brought it out like a bonus, like a new disc with some, like a double, it's not even an EP. It's like an Just brought a couple of songs. It's an EP list. In the old days, that would be a single. And yeah, a B, and that's a right. B-side. That's right, a single and a B-side. So you brought in a track. This first track we're going to hear is a track called Downtown. This is something, is this part of uh, a new record you guys are putting together? Or? Sure, we're going to do a new record. It's going to be called The Neighborhood Bullies, Lost and Jealous. Okay. <laughs> maybe. Greg likes that one, so yeah, maybe we can do that one. He has a new title for it every couple days, but yeah, well, I like that one. I like all of them. Keeps it fresh. We have some like 35 songs we could probably make a record out, so maybe we'll okay. just do six EPs. <laughs> You could do that. Or 15 singles. You could do that. Would you turn your bass down there? We're getting all kinds Sorry. of racket from that thing. I mean, I, I like your bass playing, but now is, now is not the time. <laughs> I didn't even hear it. 
So let's let's play a little something from that. Give everybody, you know, something to chew on. Then we'll come back from this. We'll have everybody play live in the studio here. And I cannot wait for that. And I'm sure you can't either. So this is Neighborhood Bullies on Independence Day with the track Downtown. Brand new Bullies. Neighborhood Bullies on Independence Day on Lancer Radio. My name is Joe Armstrong. You are listening to Independence Day. And you can learn anything you need to know about Neighborhood Bullies at theneighborhoodbullies.com. And for the uninitiated, Bullies, in this case, is spelled B-U-L-L-Y-S, which is the only way that this band couldn't have its name spelled, I think. It's perfect. We were talking about this last time I saw you. Did you said that wasn't intentional that you had spelled it that way? Davey? To be honest, I thought that's how it was supposed to be spelled. <laughs> but it's perfect. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like the Beatles. 
poignant. Having just right. a slightly different spelling that made it. It, 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 it. Can you imagine the Beatles being spelled the way uh, an actual bug is spelled? It doesn't work that way. Well, because it was based on beat music, so right? it had to be. Do you think if Beethoven was alive in the 1960s, he'd have spelt his name B E A T O V E N Beat Oven? Yeah. <laughs> it, did Did he listen to Kerouac? Isn't that a rapper? Did you read Kerouac? You think, or Burroughs? Did Beethoven read him? I don't know. <laughs> we, you know, we need we need uh, Bill and Ted with their little time machine thing, so we can go find <laughs> yeah. out. In fact, you know, yeah. but would we bring Kerouac to Beethoven or the other way around? I think. I think we'd have to bring Beethoven to Kerouac. I think so. I think, so, yeah. I think that would work for everybody. Yeah. You'd, yeah. You'd, you'd you'd never pry him out of the bar anyway. By that I mean uh, <laughs> <Much cooler> Kerouac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, as I was saying, neighborhood bullies here on Independence Day. That's their website. Our website: www.indepthday.com. We are also on the Facebooks, facebook.com slash in-depth day, as well as the Twitter. Twitter, our Twitter handle is also in-depth day. We are branded across uh, most of the known <laughs> social networking universe. So we've got instruments here. We're going to hear you guys play in just a minute here. But while we were on break, we were talking about the tech scene. And uh, that was the place where I first learned of you guys just a few years ago. And, uh, you know, the Ma- Mason, who we had on Independence Day, you know, just oh, maybe right. two months Mason ago. Mason was here. Mason was here. Mm. Uh, he's doing a new thing. Um, he's trying to, like, kind of stir up a new scene at some, it's like a Mexican restaurant this time, which, you know, maybe he's moving France to Mexico. Maybe he's just going to cycle yeah. through the different, like, world cuisines. I mean, I, I could I could stand to get a free, me- you know, because that was the deal with Tex. You know, the Tex had this great scene, T-A-I-X, at Sunset in Alvarado. Great scene there, music scene there for years and years and years. A guy named Mason was the booking guy there. And it was great because he Great would, food. Great food. Oof. And he would bring in, you know, all these different kinds of acts, which was really cool. And it was free, which was also cool. But this is, for, this is a little, little known detail for people who aren't musicians. When you go to Tex, you didn't actually make money to play at Tex. You got a food voucher. Which, for a musician, in some ways, is probably more valuable, <laughs> because that was a way for you know me and other musicians to get uh, a really nice, not just food. No, but it's, yeah. a, it's, nice a, it's food. Really, really good, nice. really good food, really good food, yeah. French cuisine. <laughs> yes. you yep. know the standard capers French and French mustard sauce yep. and oui. and good good stuff. If you're going to frites, yeah, frites and all kinds of great stuff. So. So, you know, I'm sad. I mean, I guess they're still doing music there, but it's not... Yeah, they not... still are. I think they still yeah. give people food, don't they? Sure. I, I don't know. We, we should check up on that. Maybe we should find out who's booking tax. That was, <laughs> that was the big question on that while we, we were We haven't played there track. since uh, Mason left, probably... Yeah, I haven't either. Almost, I guess, maybe... I don't know if it's out of loyalty or we just don't know who is booking anymore. Yeah. Well, that's the great thing. When Mason was there, it was so easy because that's... You know, when I'm going to go book a show, I don't want to go through jump through hoops of fire. It was nice to just be able to call up Mason and go, hey, dude, can you put me on the schedule? And he'd go, yeah. And that was it. It wasn't a lot of rigmarole. It wasn't like, how many people can you bring? And you got to sell 50 tickets. And it's all this other stuff. Well, they stuff. didn't, yeah. You know, it's, it's nice. It's the, I guess the sort of good thing is it is, it's sort of, you can get people to go there because yeah. they have parking, because they well, have yeah, right. of course. good drinks. It's a great sounding room. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me of the, uh, the bar from the Bob Newhart show they used to yeah. go meet in, you know. And it has all these weird arches and things that break the sound up. So bands sound good there. Yeah. That's why bands like to play there. It's a, well, yeah, it's, lo, it's low rigmarole all the way around to play, to book, to like go see a show there. You know, parking is easy, like you said, which in LA is gold. You know, it's true. There's half. I mean, there's, you know, <laughs> I've joked for years. Anything west of Western Avenue is West LA to me. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, I don't, I don't go over there if I can help it. You know, and there's, there's, there's reasons to go. I but suppose. But parking is the number one reason. Parking is a big facet. It's a big issue. Big issue in this town. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I've got this thing. I don't like to pay for parking. Yeah, I, I kind will, of agree with that. I will, I will walk miles <laughs> before I will pay to park. Anyway. Why don't we have you guys play a song live? Let's let's uh, you know we've got much ado, much to talk about, but I'd rather you know let's get some music in here. You guys have brought all your rock and roll gear. Uh, we've got your we've got the most big, of our rock and roll gear. Well, we've, we've got, got our the, small rock and roll gear. We've got the classic, but yeah, but that's you, you can do a lot of damage with what you guys have here. Yeah, oh, yeah, we will. So we, let's hear. We're it. gonna do it right now. T- tell what what uh, what are we gonna hear here? Oh, I guess you'll you'll hear one of our songs. It's called, a song called "Go Back to Drinking." I wrote it with my brother uh, yes. Colm. My favorite neighborhood bully song. Starting right off with that. Thank you, gentlemen. Goes like that. All right, let's lay it on us, man. drinking with the neighborhood bullies i sure would like to go have a beer right about now with you guys it sounds like a fantastic proposition to me a lot of people think that's about going and getting a drink especially after that right we should have brought beers for that song yeah the band jet um my my uh my old manager was their manager and uh they he gave them that song go back to drinking and they thought it was a drinking song like about drinking right and so they uh they were in like that magazine um enemy Okay. New New Music Express. Uh-huh. They go, what are you listening to? They go, Neighborhood Bullies, uh, <laughs> go back to drinking, 
every hour on the hour, 24 hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Well, give us give us some insight into what the uh, what what's the song is really about. It's really about quitting drinking. Mm-hmm. And if you're just going to be such a sourpuss, you might as well just go back to drinking. Yeah. It's really mm. really what it's about. I wrote it with right. my brother when he was sick, and uh, he had to quit everything. And we were going to write "Go Back to Smoking," but it was it worked better "Go Back to Drinking." Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the middle part is like an ode, like a love song to beer. Mm-hmm. It goes, um, I know the. What was I know the taste of you by memory, the tone of your body divine, or whatever, the taste of you is ingrained in me. Grain alcohol. <laughs> it's, just, you know, it's a joke song. <laughs> Double entendres, triple entendres all over the place. It's anyway, a love song too. That's, that's my Here. favorite Neighborhood Bully song, by the way. Thank you very much for playing that. I <laughs> Thanks, dig it. Joe. It's nice. Well, we were talking about this before. It's like it's, it's, uh, I like songs that, uh, that don't have anything extra that they don't need, and that song is very economical. You know, there's the, it's, it's got the exact proper number of verses, the exact proper number of choruses, the exact small, short little middle eight bridge. You know, it's it's just it's very economical, and I dig it. There's a bully's formula, right? Yeah, Davy's a Davy's a pop songwriter at heart. Is that what it is? Yeah, Davy wants a hit song. His whole family. Davy wants a hit song. But his, his whole family. His whole family you know has written hit that's, songs. That's that's the here, by the way. that's the title of your hit song. That is that's Davy wants title a hit song. Davy wants a hit song. You know, my mom like cries. Oh, when will you have a hit song? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're so good. Oh God! Yeah, you know it's funny. Every time, uh, every time Sunvolt comes on, my mom's like, "Is is that you?" <laughs> <laughs> no, mom, that's not me. And then every time Tim Easton comes on, is is, is that you? No, mom, it's, it's it's Tim Easton. Oh, well, it sounds like you. It's like, well, okay, that's cool. But the the saddest thing about my music career is that all the artists that I really love didn't really sell that many records. So like to even have the status of, you know, the, the number of sales that like a lot of my favorite artists have really wouldn't even pay my bills. It wouldn't really get me anywhere. Well, technically, nowadays, I think, isn't a gold record like 7,000 copies or something <laughs> silly like the, that? The bar has We're on been, our eighth printing of 1,000. Yeah. I think that means we've gone gold. We're all, yeah. yeah. Man, you're you're Onward on toward platinum. you're you're on your way to platinum at that point. If Which you, is if, what like another it's six, like ten thousand. Yeah, ten thousand. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was always <laughs> it's like lower. Hitting Indonesia. It's always lower in Canada too. I remember reading bands that would yeah. you know right. platinum in Canada is is like thirty eight records. Or in Singapore, it's like seven records. <laughs> in Singapore. Yeah. Well, there's only actually two record players in Singapore. So. Uh, I kid, I kid. There's there's probably more record players in Singapore than there are here. Nothing. If, what's Four or five, at least. It's probably four. Or no, five. they just got the record player, so everybody has one. Yeah. Oh god. Oh god. It's getting worse. They're gonna be on my Move lawn on. when Sorry. I get home. New topic. New topic. All right. So, uh, this is a question I've been asking a lot of bands lately because it's an LA thing. Uh, bands, you know, members in bands are in a lot of other bands. How many bands do we have represented here? If we total up all the bands that everybody plays in, what do you think the number is, Soupy or uh, Mr. Sessa? How many do you represent tonight? Not many. Anymore. We're all making sad faces. Probably by about the way. only three now. Only th- only three. Yeah. Instead of eight. Yeah. Davey, how about you? I guess if you count the bullies, I'm always sort of juggling four or five, and then some extra things that come up here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Sir? is it. The this bullies is it. Are the it. bullies are it. Simple. So I That's can the guy. I'm the one. I'm local. Yeah. So okay. Keep it here. All right. Well, that's cool. Greg. I love the bullies, and then I'll plug my rock and roll band, Billy Boy on Poison. Billy Boy on Poison. I've been doing that for a long time as well. Yeah. Check it out. 
<laughs> yeah, you got to check them out. Shameless plug. We will. We will check it out. I love new music. New music is great. I love to hear about new music, especially people that I like. Who are because that's that's like the best way to find out about new music is people that whose opinions you you know and trust and like. They tell you about something new. There's very few radio stations that do that for me anymore, and there none of them are in LA. I hate to say it, but they're they're elsewhere. There are, they do exist. I just have to stream them. We but, get cool eclectic radio stations for like uh, a year while they yeah. check out what it's like a secret trick. Yeah. They're trying to see who's listening to the radio, and then they're gonna they're gonna, you know, change the format on you, but for like a year. Yeah. Well, they, the first taste is free. It's like you know they get you hooked, and then they switch it to pop or country or yeah. something, something like that. Uh, so the other funny thing about you guys, I've noticed this over the years, having watched you guys play, is that you guys go through guitar players like Spinal Tap goes through drummers. <laughs> like I've, I've seen you with probably in the times that I've seen you, I've probably seen you with at least five different guitar players probably. And these and you guys, I don't think I've ever seen them. <laughs> I have the explanation. <laughs> so you know, to be in the Bullies, you got to be really good to be a, be a guitar player in the Bullies, not necessarily the drummer, but to be oh! in the Bullies. <laughs> you got to be really good because you got to play all these weird, stupid little things all over the place and be Johnny on the spot. And really good guitar players, you know, do all sorts of things, man. And they all have their own bands and stuff like this. Right. That's the way that is. So it's more a function of the fact that they're the people you've got because you have a high standard are in demand. Yeah. And therefore, because they're in demand, they've got other things going on. Yeah. I mean, if we had a gig where just all the guitar players that were in the Bullies came, we wouldn't have to draw anybody. <laughs> the, and the bar would be very pleased. We'd, we'd be at plat. We'd be at platinum. Yeah, yeah. Which is which we discussed before is now only three thousand. So they, yeah. you know, and it'd be a good time. Yeah, Davy, Davy, Greg, Greg Westbully here. Davy asked me like every few weeks. He's like, Greg, all the other guitar players like they leave or like they get fired. Like you're you're not leaving, are you? I'm like, no, man, I'm staying. And I mean it, but I'm. I don't. He might not. Well, totally that's great because you guys have that on tape now. I can, you know, <laughs> yeah, use exactly. that in a court of law. That that sounds honestly. That sounds like like a, a junior high relationship. Well, you know, we Greg try is to, young. We, we try to act. You're like not Greg. leaving, are you? You're not. You're, you're not. You're not going to go, I are you? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, Greg. I'm in yeah. junior high. It's up to you. <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. Before this turns into a big fight, let's let's show. hear some more music. <laughs> We'll, we'll 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 come back. We'll talk about other stuff. What's next for us here on the uh, on the airwaves? On the airwaves, what are you going to play? Hear, uh, let's. You want to hear a fast song or a slow song? La- I, it's it's a dealer's choice, man. Okay. Well, since we almost fought just then, let's play. Uh, I'm bored. Let's fight. All right. Rock and roll. Give you away. I'm 
That's the neighborhood bullies, and that's some rock and roll music there, man. You're giving me a very strange-looking face. <laughs> so I'm holding up signs as he's going, they're too loud, they're too loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's too much rock for the radio to handle, man. Imagine, no, it's good. It's a good thing, man. Imagine, imagine the first time Zeppelin came pouring out of people's speakers back in the early, you know, early seventies, man. We're trying to distort your speakers. That's part of our sound. Yeah, of course. I, you know, I'm, I have a feeling we are. No, man, no. It's, it's it's good. No worries. It's good. It sounds fantastic, by the way. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and we have a matchless in the studio, by the way. Oh. Matchless amplifier, my personal yeah. favorite amplifier company. Yeah. And it's a it's a early early '90s or mid '90s, and that's like the charcoal sparkle. This is tube amplifiers, which is a guitar amplifier. is a It's a, a topic of special geekery for me, so I'm very happy to see a matchless amplifier in I'm here happy today. Happy that you're happy. Oh yeah, I, I like that kind of attitude. Totally. You, should, you should come over to my house more often. Play some apps. Do it. Yeah, man, rock like and roll. So this is a uh, uh, this is a question, you know, for Davey. You've got kind of a long history. And, and, and by long, I mean not that you're old. Torrid? Is that you, you've done a lot of stuff. You know, give, us, give, us a, give us a tour, you know, a, a quick I've done a lot of, of stuff. I, don't, I couldn't tell like you what, all of what, it. What brought you to where you are today? Uh, my family. My family growing up in a music family. My dad is a songwriter and producer. And my mom's a singer and artist. And uh, whole family of singers. My grandparents, all my aunts and uncles, most of my cousins play music. Uncles play music. Old old aunts and uncles play music and so is like the Michelle family like Christmas. You guys sit around and play sort and of yeah tunes and sort of yeah. Usually weddings and stuff like that. Okay, we get together or sometimes we get to go and get together in Daytona Beach and have the serious you know sort of. I don't know if I could say the words, but it's you know it's like a Jerry Springer family reunion kind uh-huh. of thing. And you guys are East Coast based originally. Yeah, mostly most of us, but we're everywhere. When I go on tours with bands and go on the bus, and pretty much every city we go to, family comes, and they're like, "Where don't you have family?" Yeah, it's, it's and funny. what you know, so you but you you do producing. You know, you played bass and like you were in a house band for a while. You did tour, you've toured with lots of people. That's true. Yeah, I was on. I played. Uh, did a lot of. Um, you know, what helped me move out to L.A. from back east was that I played at the House of Blues on Sunday in, in Boston a lot and did a lot of their brunches, and I was sort of an employee of the House of Blues. They, I mean, they signed my checks. I was young, and I said, you know, well, I'm moving out to L.A., and I know there's a House of Blues there. Can I get a gig? And they did, they did set me up. I moved out oh, here man. and started playing That's cool. all sorts of shows right away with some greats. I played with a lot of the greats, like the Chambers Brothers and Etta James and and John Lee Hooker before he died. I played with yeah. John Lee Hooker before he died, though, at, back in Boston. Cool. That's quite a resume, man. Well, this, this is what I'm getting at. Like, you've got a rich, you know, your history goes back so far and is so so far-reaching. You know, it, it has to inform, you know, what you do now. You it, know? Yeah, everything I did is a part of what I, even the hillbilly reggae band I was in, the Hollywood Squares and back in Boston, I mean, that still has an impact on me. Yeah. And what... Um, you know, with all these disparate influences from all over the place, all the different styles and country stuff and, you know, uh, rock stuff, twangier stuff, you know, all these different things that you've played, um, what precipitated starting this band based on all that other stuff? Was this something that you kind of was like a long time coming? Was this something that... Something like a, that developed a, a over the past... project yeah. that you kind of had in, the, in your back pocket that you wanted to do? Or like, was it, was it just an untapped part of what you were trying to do that you had to get out? 
No, I guess when I was younger, I wanted to fit in with all the older players, so I tried to my best to be just a good player and focus on that and didn't really experiment singing and playing until I was in college, I guess, until I was around that age. Where'd you go to school? Berkeley Music College. Okay. We're not supposed to talk about it. That's, that's the uncoolest thing to talk about on a... Yeah, that's so unfair. Rock and roll you show. You lie and say you didn't go to music school. Did you? But okay, here's the the key question: Did you finish at Berkeley? Oh yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. Because I think fourth of my class. Like that's like I thought. <laughs> I thought that was like the uncoolest thing of all to do at Berkeley was to it actually was, but graduate. But if it means anything, I did take time off and go back. Yeah. Okay. okay. So it's a little cooler. Who was there? Because I was there too. Who was there when you were there? I was there at the same time as Gillian Welch. I was there too. Yeah, and you. Time. Yeah. And stuff like. Did that. you live at 150 Mass Ave? Never. I was. I lived. My first apartment was on Aberdeen Street. Okay. In St. Mary's, near the St. Mary's Tea Stop. I lived, yeah, I lived at 150, I lived at the 150 Mass Ave. I used to go to Supreme Pizza. Did oh, you yeah, go I there? Mean, Supreme Little Stevie's. Yeah. If you need a little extra saliva in your pizza. <laughs> <laughs> or a broken nose. You can go there for a broken nose if you want. I don't. Uh, the, the other funny thing about Boston, I remember the, the water at the Berkeley dorm tasted awful. It's, it, it was tainted, it was, it was green, and smelled like dead fish, right? Unbelievably oh. bad. So when we would, go to, we would go to parties in these row houses, uh, like blocks, like the Boston traditional houses, like you see, and you could always like. It wasn't like like mayhem. We weren't like trying to do anything like actually bad, but you could always go on the roof and then in and then down into the next apartment building, and we got this whole thing together. We would do that, and we would steal these five gallon jugs of water because they would leave them outside their apartments in the hallway. So at the end of the party, you know, we'd all like fan out and go see how many bottles of water we could get. So we'd come back, you know, 2 a.m. to the Berkeley dorm and each of us would have a five gallon thing of water on our shoulders. And the security guy would just look at us and shake his head. It's like, hey, man, the water tastes terrible. What are you going to do? We were in college. I think the statute of limitations for that kind of behavior has elapsed. So we're in, uh, I think I'm in the clear there. So we, we have Berkeley, we have Berkeley lineage between us. You said and at one point you, you managed a liquor store. Yeah, I, I was the manager Berkeley. of Nugent's Liquors, the closest liquor store to Fenway Park. Like Ted Nugent's Liquors? Spelt the same. Yeah, that's that's a pretty interesting distinction for a college kid to do. I mean, man, that, that must have heaven, been open man. season. Yeah, it was it was heaven. I mean, I don't want to tell you everything I well, right. the, took <laughs> from Nugent's Liquors. <laughs> well, the, the statute of limitations. I'll tell you this, they made again. more money with me because I got rid of all the Lowenbrow and right. all the schnapps and stuff. Or, or not the schnapps, the peach schnapps. Right, right, and right. I just stocked it with what the dudes who were going to Fenway wanted, which was light, Miller right. light, you know, yeah, yeah, Bud yeah. light, I'd, I'd Bud. A, I had a friend who was underage, and every, you know, it was, that was the funny thing. We had no fridges. I mean, dorm rooms were much more Spartan back didn't, in the day. Did you now, guys have ghosts in your dorm room? Oh, I'm sure. I live next door to Melissa Farrick, though. Remember her? I dated her. Did you really? Yeah. Blonde. I thought she was a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, I was like her last boyfriend before she decided before to become she a lesbian. Oh. I think. But uh, she was really nice to me. She was uh-huh. actually She's one really of the, nice. She was one of the first people at Berkeley uh, when I showed up. It was like super cool, like literally next door, and just she was like the nicest person. She you know, like had me in a room. She's like, oh yeah, and this is this is how Berkeley works, and this is how this is, and this is how that is. I should have hung with her more because she was more on the songwriting, ta- you know. Yeah, track should have hung out I with the songwriters. Was. I really should have. I, I would have had a better experience. <laughs> yeah, it was like we were talking about this before: as warring factions of jazz heads and metalheads, and I was neither. You know what? There was a really. I just had a no problem there, man. I just did what I did. Yeah. I got lucked out that I had. You know, teachers that were like, wow, you do what you do. And, it, yeah. you know, I don't have to make you play like me. Yeah. I had one teacher try to grab my bass once, and he's like, try it like this. And I'm like, well, if I do it like you, then we both go out for the audition, you get the gig. Yeah. Because I'm just copying you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I think that was that was the problem for me is that I was trying to do what I was trying to do, but I couldn't. I mean, if I would have known you were there, we probably would have got on just fine because you know it was like all these jazz heads and metal heads, and I didn't fit in. At least that's how I felt because I was I, lucky. I needed, you just needed to form your group. Yeah, I was I lucky because I got in like when I got into the school, I got right into the upper level like ear training and harmony courses because I took yeah. that junk in high school. Yeah. And at the you know, my grandma would hit me if I sang wrong. So, I mean, I know what minor chords sounded like. Right. I was afraid to get, like, a spoon on the back of my hand. Yeah. It was, so, it was the weirdest thing. in my, my first guitar lesson, I do not remember my teacher's name, but I remember sitting in there, and he would, it, it was, he, was, he was talking down to me almost because he would play a major seventh chord, and he would go, do you like the way that sounds? <laughs> and like I would say, a, I looked out. Like he was a pervert. Really. I had a guy named John Nevs. Do you remember him? He was uh, an upright no. bass player, and he, he said stuff like, make every quarter note. Like the inside of an apartment. Okay. What? what I wish mean? I would have had a guy like that. It's like, well, you know. Describe every piece of furniture. How do you how do you answer the question? Do you like a major seventh chord? Like, yeah, dude. Say no. It's a major no. seventh chord. It's as long as you don't do them in a row chromatically. I'm right. totally awesome with it, those things. It sounds when my I think my answer was well, it, it sounds fine. It sounds like a major seventh chord. What, what do you want me to say? You know, it's like it's, he was acting like that was the first time I'd ever heard a major seventh chord. Like, what, dude, I'm not, you know. I don't I, like this guy you're describing. Yeah, I didn't like this? him either. I don't know. I didn't like him. It's probably one of the Why reasons I like, he was an awful name? teacher. I didn't like it. They have a lot of, lot of guitar teachers. They yeah, only had like six bass teachers. The school, when I was there, was 40% guitar players. And there was a pin you could buy in the Berkeley bookstore that said, I'm the fastest guitar player at Berkeley. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the kind of thing I was up against, which is why I, that's one of the reasons I left. I'll tell you this: last time I was in Boston, I had a little chick. I had a little uh, pa- for dinner. I went out and got a uh, patatucci. I got uh-huh. some gambale. Yeah, I got <laughs> some weckle. And I woke up in the morning with chicoria. Uh, <laughs> that's a Berkeley joke. And <laughs> oh, uh, do not do. do the Berkeley yeah, stuff we anymore? Yeah, we're, trust you said we weren't going to do. Got it out of there as fast we as I could. We're we're done with Berkeley, okay. but it was something we share in common. It's you know, true. it's 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 a it's a unique period of my life. Are you? You're heterosexual, right? So far. Me too. <laughs> See, we've got all kinds of things <laughs> in <late>. common. <laughs> all right. With this, let's let's change from that too. Let's let's play some music. What else you got for us, John? Here's one called uh, Alive. I wrote it with Tracy Bonham. All right. Uh, rock rock. It goes like this. <laughs> rock and roll.
Neighborhood Bullies on Independence Day. That sounds fantastic, gentlemen. The sounds rock and good roll. In here. Sounds good. The rock and roll. I like this room. It reminds me of a high school, a high school um, like jazz band yeah. kind of thing, or like where they recorded songs like uh, Hound Dog, like Elvis Presley. Yeah, like yeah, Louis yeah. Louis. Yeah, there Louis are some. Louis. Louis. I think there are some pictures up of this room on the Independence Day site. If there aren't, we should put some up soon because it's like uh, we've got the egg crate looking things all over the place, some like old speakers in the corner. We've got Victor on the other side of the glass. We've got uh, Valentino in the room with Valentino us. Valentino and Victor. That's right, man. That's right. We've got the V team kicking, uh, kicking major tail. I feel like I feel like I've got a governor on my speech. Like I said, kicking tail. Sound, oh yeah, sound cool, right? <laughs> I'm I'm speaking. It's, it's a family I'm show. I'm having a hard time talking because I'm trying so hard not to swear. <laughs> <laughs> they need to make a plug-in for that, you know, like a Pro Tools kind of plug-in, like a like a expletive beeper thing. Expletive. Well, once I was doing a Canadian radio show, and um, I said the bad word. I said the big one, one that starts with an F, right, and ends with an N, right. Okay, <laughs> and I said, well, could you? Beep that out to the five minute or the, fifth, the seven second you know, delay. Thing. Time delay. He goes, We don't have one of those. Wow, only yeah. in Canada, man. Ooh. And I said, Well, in America, that just means really, really. <laughs> <laughs> so it yeah. worked out. For emphasis, once more, for emphasis. Yeah. So you said um, one thing I noticed on the record, you, know, you said you wrote that with Tracy Bonham. Um, I'm kind of curious about your writing process because almost all the songs on the What record, I have a co-writing credit. Mm-hmm. Now, is this something that you seek out people to co-write with? Like because I've, I've, co-writing, I, I find fascinating. It's because, just friends. All my friends are musicians and songwriters. Yeah, well, exactly. But like, you know, where does it cross the line from? Like, hey, come over and let's have a beer. To, I mean, do you just start? pulling out guitars and you're, you're playing stuff and then all of a sudden you've got a song or like or is it more of like like in the Nashville thing like John Hyatt those guys will get together like with the express purpose to write a song yeah. like, well, what is it for you? I think it actually is more like that it's like hey you know I have a great idea for a song it goes like this hey here's the verse I think the chorus is something like this and then actually in Tracy's case I'd say that is the most 50-50 song on the record most of the songs uh-huh. I, I sort of write most of them up and then I just want to hang out with a friend yeah. So I just said, you know, they're all songwriters. So I'm like, hey, man, want to help me finish a song? Yeah. 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 You gave me one of those today. 
And yeah. Dave is very generous. Sometimes he's just like, you know, I want you to have some points on this one too. I wrote this the whole is, thing this, just this right is one Greg. little part. Oh, Craig West, guitar right. bully. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Davey writes most of the songs, I think, and then just wants someone else to put their it's little, social. Yeah, yeah, put their two cents in. That way, they feel like they were a part of it. Yeah, you know? and that's well, it's an egalitarian thing. That's that's a cool way to be in a band. I mean, it's yeah. um, you know, because some bands are bands in name only. You know, even though you know you've you've had some carryover. Uh, from different players, you know, Mike's been in the band for a pretty good while now. But there are even other drummers on the record, though, right? Was that because it took a long time to record the record? You know, or? the way it works now in the industry, independent radio needs to know right. that it's expensive to make records. It is expensive to make records. And cheaper so, than it was. Cheaper, excuse me. Cheaper than it once was. Sort of cheaper than it once was. Right, right. Cheaper than it once was. But but now the labels aren't paying for it, so it's you're right. pretty much paying for your record. So it's still expensive, considering yeah. that. Right. Considering that. Did you guys do Pro Tools? Yeah, it's a Pro Tools record. Yeah, I haven't been able to afford a tape record since. I know my previous it's band. so sad. Yeah. You know, it just it, it, it's totally f- in the defense of Pro Tools. The place that that where we had our master tapes and storage burned down. So now those don't even exist. But if they were digital, they'd probably exist. It'd be a lot easier to yeah. get a yeah. Another master Did you guys copy. press any vinyl? Um, no, we didn't. We didn't press vinyl. Yeah. I think it's funny. That's like the new thing, and I ask a lot of bands this. But then, I, I when I'm driving home, I always think I always ask bands if they press vinyl. But I know they did their record on Pro Tools, so there's this weird thing about being well, digital and then going to vinyl. Somebody's pinging some of your tunes. Sorry, okay. sorry, about no, that's that. cool. Um, <laughs> the Peter Case I just record thought you were playing Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> that Peter Case record Beeline. Uh-huh. Uh, we did it in Pro Tools, but then we did. I don't know how we did it, but what, but we transferred it to to vinyl. Yeah, I have a vinyl copy of that. It sounds like vinyl. It doesn't sound like yeah. Pro Tools. Yeah. Well, I mean the the you know with in- increased bit depth, we're getting into like inside baseball here. But with increased bit depth and sampling rates, I mean it's getting to where even they hard still sound wrong to me. hardcore audiophiles are starting to kind of go, oh wow, that does sound pretty good. You know, I think what it is is everyone's just getting used to a different sound. I was thinking about it like um, kids listen to these MP3. A lot of people listen. I don't want to say kids, but even me. Everyone listens to like a lot of MP3s. Yeah. Somebody gave me a CD that they'd made a mix CD for me, but they, they were all MP3 versions on a oh, CD. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and at like first, a- I was like, God, something's wrong with my stereo. I can't get this to sound good. I can't get it to sound right. Then I realized I'm listening to MP3s. Yeah, but like I listen to MP3s, Greg here, by the way, of like you know Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, and it still sounds old because it was recorded that way. You know, so it really more has to do with how you're recording it. It's what you're you know? used to. Yeah, and I, th- I think there's merit to both of these cases because I tend, you know, I've got an iPod just like everybody else, and I listen to it, everything on it is MP3. Ready? I don't have an iPod. And, you know, I've got an iPhone too, so I've got, like, my favorites are on the, on iPhone, the iPhone. So it's yeah. like now I've got, like, duplicated music places. And, you know, but most of my listening environments are not critical listening environments. I'm in my car. Yeah, and I'm car. driving down the 210, and yeah. I don't, I'm not going to miss the clarity of the crash symbols on driving <laughs> right. down the exactly. 210. You know, or on my dopey little iBud or I, I, you know, a little earbud headphone thing. Yeah, I used to listen. To, I used to walk around with a, like a realistic tape, yeah, cassette player that was like fit in my hand, and I would walk yeah. around everywhere listening to like Public Enemy and Nirvana on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And but I, what I notice it though, you know, sometimes the, the, the headphones I'm wearing now, like if in my house, if I'm going to wash dishes or something, I'll plug my iPod in and get my my big headphones out because I'm trying to tune out my roommate the, the or doing whatever. dishes headphones yeah because the, the, there's all kinds of white noise with the water and everything and it's a long yeah, story but but God, that's when I sense. I can really tell like whoa yeah this sounds terrible 
you know, there's this is there's the symbol clarity is terrible and you know, Neil Young, he's not dead, but if he was, he would be rolling over in his grave because he fought the whole audiophile good fight for years. But even he's given in now. It's like, nah, just do it. You know, put it, put the music out there. I think that's the that's the thing. That's what it's about. It's about putting it out there. It is playing it saxophone is. solos in supermarkets and junk and selling a million records. What is it with these guys? Have you <laughs> heard these guys around town? On the 4th of July, I went into a Trader Joe's in Pasadena, and there's these two guys dressed in these crazy outfits. One of them had, I think, a trombone. One had a saxophone. And they were walking into Trader Joe's, and I was like, well, it's L.A., whatever. You know, that's not that uncommon. But, I mean, for Pasadena, maybe it was a little strange. That's a little weird. A little weird. I'll agree that that's weird. But then, I've like, on Facebook or somewhere, I heard these guys, it's like a regular thing they do. They just go into they Trader play? Joe's, and they, into, not like out front, like a busker. Right. They go into the Trader Joe's. Yeah, they go play. inside, and the security guard tries to pull them out, yeah. and they get it on YouTube. And they play? Do yeah. They do the same it song? With- Every single place. Wait, is this time? Sexy Sax Man? Yeah, the Super I, Sexy I have, Sax oh, Solo. That's I love what Sexy Sax Super Sexy Sax Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays the George Michael. You saw this live? This is a big thing. That's a big thing. You're famous just from yeah, being from there. Seeing, from having that, seen. You that sur- up like eight minutes of your 15 big. minutes of fame. Sorry, it's Sergio Superstar. Sa- uh, Sir- Sergio Flores, Sax Superstar. Okay. That's his thing. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, all Sorry. I know is, I mean, I feel like I'm part of like a two-man flash mob, but I'm, I'm yeah. trying. It is. To, I'm trying Sexy to pick up sax, some man. salsa especial, and next thing I know, I'm on YouTube. <laughs> it's a YouTube thing, and they, you know what? They're probably making a lot of money because they've got like over 10 million views. And My per, lord! You get paid per I think thousand. You get like a dollar or something. So they're making money off of this. It's kind of crazy. They actually know? did a skit on Saturday Night Live. Really? Portraying this? Yeah. Man, I, I think it's hilarious. There's you. I support, it's, I technology support is this this weird thing, man. I mean, the Google. I've seen the Google car go by my house. Actually, I was on uh, Google. What are the the maps? Like when you can go to Street View. Right. I was literally that for a while there. I might have changed, but I was walking into my apartment on the Google. Like if oh, you yeah. looked up my address and clicked on Street View, I was on it, which I just my, I felt was weird. Like I'm all now. I'm always there. My <laughs> friend was telling always me walking how, uh, into my apartment. The Google Maps of his house has his ex girlfriend's car in front, so it makes him sad whenever he sees it. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a song right there, That's man. That's really funny. <laughs> That's fantastic. They need to take new pictures. Yeah, they need to do new pictures. They're always. I, they just went by again the other day. I'm all. I, I see this car all the time. You've seen them? Oh yeah. You I can't wonder miss what it. they look like. Well, it's a regular car, but they've got this big thing sticking up off the top with this like orb camera that's got like 15 cameras or 20 cameras that shoot in all directions. Anyway, let's let's digress a little bit. More music. How about some more music? Sure. You guys got something queued up for us? Something in the chamber? Sure. You want to hear a fast one or a slow one? I guess, we just did a slow one. Let's do a fast yeah, one. Yeah, rock it, man. Uh, you guys, let's do Let Me Be Me. This one's called Let Me Be Me. It's really a girl song. It's really like a girl should sing this song. Yeah. I wrote it with Sarah Stanley. Oh, yeah. We know her. Friends with Sarah. Yeah. Great songwriter. Everybody ready? Yeah. All right. Love the humming amplifiers.
Neighborhood bullies. Pump up the volume, man. Pump up the tempo. Dig it, dig it, dig it. I've read, actually, and heard, and I've talked to you about this. Your recording sessions are pretty fast, right? You yeah. Get in and get out. Yeah. No one. Yeah. This is un- this is in- out. this is intentional, right? Yeah. Kind of like kind of like I like I like to shop like a marine. Well, you know, it's not highly intellectual music, so if we hang out there too long, we might overthink it. Yeah, we don't want to be Steely Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have? Is there a major seventh anywhere on the record? You think? Is there a major seventh? Yeah. On uh, uh, what's it called? Yeah, we have a song with a major seven. Okay. We have one major seven. Yeah, one major seven. Spin it. Spin it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, but that doesn't disqualify you for, like, kick-ass raw status, I think. That's that's all right, you know? Yeah, that... It's a pretty rockin' major seven chord in, in yeah. its defense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's not, like, used as, like, a... <laughs> you're not using it, like, as, a like, a theory, like, five of five or, like, modulation yeah, no. <laughs> kind of thing. It's actually kind of like the riff, right? Yeah. Which Should is I like, play it really fast? Which is... Play the riff, man. Let's hear it. It's, it's played loud with distortion. It's like... Yeah, that's a good riff. It's a major seventh. That's certainly qualified. It's pretty and chimey and nice. Yeah. yeah. Dig it, dig it, dig it's it. So, so what? I mean, walk us through a bully session. Like, you, do, you, do you rehearse up the songs before you go in? Well, we play them out live. Everybody's got different philosophies as far as that goes. You know, it's like some bands, like, they walk in, you know, and they, here's the song. One, two, three, you know, go. I wish we had more time to rehearse and do that stuff, but we, just, we mostly just play. And uh, so we play them, talk about them. Yeah. And uh, what I'm most concerned with in a recording session is 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 to catch uh, the the vibe, the yeah. live vibe. If how much without is, that? It's gone. How much is live on this record? Yeah. Or like, how much do you keep? You know, because some kept people like 99. percent There's a couple like punch-ins on guitar solos, vocals too, live maybe vocals? some tambourine or some background vocals. Yeah. There's like more than half the songs are the scratch vocal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you walk in. You know, how many sessions did it take you to do the what record then? Uh, well, we originally did like 16 songs. We ended up picking 11, but yeah. we did 16 songs in like five days. Okay. Yeah. That's and then cool. we went, we hit another studio to do one more because uh, uh, we just wanted to, we got yeah. an opportunity that popped up. How that's will that fast. be? Yeah. How will that be different from the next record? You're, you've got at least two tracks down because you Hopefully brought it in. not too different. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Just a different location <coughs> just because I think I want to, you know, I live in Studio City, so I just I would love to find a, a studio I could get to closer than East LA or Palm Springs or San Diego. There's all kinds you of know. studios in the Valley. I mean, there's, there's stuff a bajillion. Up in North Hollywood. There's, there's yeah. Well, like, I've tried a lot of them. I've played in a lot of studios, and there's a few really good ones. Uh-huh. I'll tell you, there's one place in uh, almost Sun Valley, North Hollywood, called Dave's Place. That just it's, the room sounds amazing. The engineer has five Grammys. You know, it's just one of those kind of spots. Do you um, do you produce yourself when you go into these records, or do you work with a uh, producer? Well, I mean, um, I produce. I produce some of it. I produce it in the pre-recording stages when you know, when we're all at rehearsal or when we're at the gigs and stuff like, that, or when we're talking about how we're going to do it. And then we got lucky enough. We got Mike Chapman to produce our record. We sent him a copy of Let's Fight. Said, Hey, you want to? Uh, Want to produce our record? And he goes, oh, uh, want to produce our song? Or you want to uh, yeah, yeah. come and produce our single? And he goes, well, keep that, and then I'll produce the whole rest of it. Yeah. So he did that. And so sort of co-producing, he wanted it to say co-producing because I guess I was producing it too. Uh-huh. But when he was really producing it, he was talking to the engineer, you know, tell him how to slam it because he's from the 70s and 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you catch the cool thing with you know Pro Tools. There's still vintage gear is still very popular. You know, you can use you know a rack of 1176s and 1073 mic pre's and all kinds of cool numbery stuff with blinking lights. Well, on our record is his old gear, right? So like, you know that the band The Sweet, you know that song Blockbuster. Because mm-hmm. you know, blockbusters, bus, 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 you know, like with the echo, that's the same echo machine. Oh, that's as, cool. Or like it's the same uh, drum. Uh, uh, you know, he set it all up. You know, through just the same way he did, like uh, the Get the Knack record. Uh-huh. He used the same mics, the same that's cool preamps, the same stuff like that. You know, recording gear is funny like that. The way it permute like permutates into the universe. I worked at a studio in suburban Chicago for a while on a record that had the console. That Sting was dancing on in the in the uh, video in the video. For, uh, is is it, there cocaine like, in it? Um, un- probably. I didn't. You know, in the video or on the console itself. On the console. On the well, console. you lift up the top. Yeah, it's, it's probably if you pull the hood open, yeah. it's probably underneath the thing there. But it, uh, you know, I just I just thought that was the most random thing of all. That like somehow it, it, wound, it wound up in like Elburn in a cornfield in the studio out there. One of the studios I play in has the telephone and answering machine from the Rockford Files. <laughs> now that's like Seinfeld when Kramer got the set for the Merv Griffin show. Right. <laughs> Such a random thing. So how about, you know, I'd like to get you guys, and we're running just a little short on time, so how about another tune, and then we'll roll on out of here. We're getting, it's getting a little late, me thinks, you know, you guys, you know, it is rock and roll, but we've all, we've all got things to do. This one's, uh, I guess we'll do, uh, which one should we do? You guys want to do Our Time Is Coming? Do you want to do our time? Is Not coming? for the last one. Not for the last one? No. Would you like to do All the Way Down? Did we already do that song? <laughs> we did that. We did that. Yeah, oh, yeah. let's there's do... S- other, there's other better ending ones that we, that we chose. Oh, we could do uh, Lee With Your Lips or Boyfriend. Boyfriend. You guys want to do Boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Okay. Having a full-on band meeting This here. one's called uh, <laughs> Do You Have a Boyfriend? All right. Please, lay it on us. This is Dave and Michelle and the rest of the... Uh, almost the rest of the Independence Days. Now I've got a band too, uh, and the rest of the neighborhood bullies here. Uh, by the way, that's one question: Are you? This is like a big Pink Floyd question. Are you neighborhood bullies or the neighborhood bullies? We're the okay. neighborhood that's, bullies. Because okay, so there's another band called the Bullies and another band called Neighborhood Bully. Okay. Okay. What's well, like Pink Floyd was the Pink Floyd. Right. They're at the one Pink point. Floyd. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Very early on, they were also called one of the names in contention when they were first starting out was Megadeth. Honestly, because I'll Megadeth... Talk. Wouldn't in, it suck if they were called the Megadeth? The Megadeths. <laughs> or the Metallica. Yeah. Wouldn't be very British, I'm afraid. So. <laughs> that would be the worst. Lay it on. <laughs> All right, with that, please, lay it on us. forgot which one we're doing. Oh, got it. <laughs>
Yeah, man, and the big rock finish, Davey Michelle, Mike Sessa, Tom Gladders, Greg West, Neighborhood Bullies, The Neighborhood Bullies. The Neighborhood Bullies. It's actually pronounced The Neighborhood Bullies. The Neighborhood Bullies on (laughs) Independence Day. And you can learn all about them at theneighborhoodbullies.com. That's B-U-L-L-Y-S. Dot com. Just Come see us play this Thursday at oh, this, Cinema Bar. This Thursday at Cinema Bar. And is this the gig with Eugene? Yeah, we play with Eugene. Eugene, who was here on the show. Kidding, Michael Mazzocchi is going to open up. Not too terribly long ago. Michael. Uh, hooray for Michael. And uh, real quick, before you go, when people people want to pick up a copy of this record, which is the what record, where is the best place to pick this? A uh, Neighborhood Bullies gig neighborhood or a Bullies CD gig. Baby or iTunes. CD Baby's or, got them. I think it's on some 90-some-odd digital download available yeah. everywhere you just look up uh, the neighborhood bullies or that's the cool thing about CD Baby these days like you get in with them and they're they kind of sideways they've got a lot of sideways deals at first you're like what's going on I'm getting checks for 17 cents from a Czechoslovakian record company yeah totally but you know I'll take it that's it cool Spotify I think it is we, we can discuss Spotify or not Spotify it's well, on everything do you, do you have something to say about Spotify well I mean like it just rips off every single music artist ever yeah, that's that's what it does. I mean, it's like, like the old you know. days. All right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're 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 back to the we're back to the '80s, just like I thought we might be. So, but yeah, so you can you can actually get a physical copy of this disc if you oh, want. Yeah, absolutely. From CD Come Baby. see us. Come see us play. Or, you know, actually, if you go to our website, you know, you push a button and it asks yeah. for a PayPal thing. And a, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually in negotiations here at uh, Independence Day to have the CD Baby CEO come on the show so I'll learn all Ooh. about the inner machinations of CD Baby and where all those 17 cent checks that I'm getting come from as well the only thing that bugs me about iTunes is they, they tend to save it up like I don't like I don't get a check until you reach a certain yeah until you reach a certain, certain amount and then it's like then you get I guess that's better than it saves an administrative cost I guess we were on a we're on a TV show recently because okay. then the digital sales bumped up and I got yeah, more yeah. checks so what's uh, what's what's coming up for the bullies other than the show on the Thursday you've got some You've got you got licensing we're deals. Playing, What's uh, going on? We're gonna play uh, October uh, in the Valley. Octo- Otherwise, we're October first just... at the Fox and the Hound. Okay. Yeah, we're playing there. Soupy's shaking his head now. <laughs> I told you before. Scheduling conflicts. Yeah. It's an acoustic show. Well, you guys can work that out. I don't know. There. We we we're we're gonna probably record our new record. We need to probably focus more on booking more shows around. Who does your booking? Me. So yeah. if you uh, you know know anybody or want to help out, <laughs> what's your email? Yeah. Well, me? Him for booking. Uh, it's the first cool. thing he said the whole night. What's your email? <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Bully. Tommy right. Bully. Just keep it real. Yeah. Get some contact info. Smiley yeah, bully. booking. Uh, we, we just just came up last week. Booking sucks. I hate booking shows. Oh, it's the worst because they, the, the the worst. people change at the clubs. I'll tell you this. Some of the clubs are like, you got to hang out here like all the time to get a gig here. And it's like, well, I've played like all around the world. Yeah. And I never really had to hang out there for a month to get a gig. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, but it's a it's a weird. Time. We have our favorite places, you know. We like playing at the Echo and Tex and Silver Lake Lounge and you know, places we around LA about like that. that. Well, Troubadour was really fun. Troubadour is great. We played the Troubadour and it was yeah. awesome. Legendary Troubadour. Yeah, just saw John Hyatt there not too long ago. So and you know this this will about wrap us up. I think you know again. It's I can't thank you guys enough for coming all the way to Pasadena, bringing your gear, turning up the amps. Because thanks for having us, man. It's big to us. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I love uh, I love your band. I love what you guys are up to. I can't wait to hear what the new record's going to sound like. Um, you know, come back and see us when the record is out. Let me know. We'll put another. We'll get you guys back on here. We'll you know get a preview of all the new stuff. We'll do a big record release show, something to that effect. All right, big record release show. Any any That's date? Good. Any any Whoop. like target date at all? Like maybe by spring? What do we'll you probably think? Probably just be on a Tuesday. <laughs> For sure, it'll be a yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, that's that's the that's the insider thing. Definitely Tuesday. 
<laughs> okay, Rain. In the man. fall. <laughs> so the fall, you think? Possibly in the fall, yeah. Okay. Well, we will very much look forward to it, man. And, you know, you can always go to our website and donate money for our record. I'm sorry I'm not mentioning anything like this. Are you guys doing a, ki- are you, are you doing a Kickstarter thing? No, not necessarily. There's a donate button. Okay. You can push and do it that way. It's sort of like a Kickstarter Much thing. Much more elemental than Kickstarter. It's more like you just give us money and we go make the money. Yeah. We go make the record. Make the record. It's yeah. Simple. Like to keep things simple. That's the whole. That's 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 the ethos for the bullies. From top to bottom, front to back, left to right. Keep it simple. Keeping it simple. All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, thanks my pleasure. Joe. My absolute pleasure. Uh, oh, also one thing. If you guys would do me a quick favor, uh, my my favorite person in the whole world's birthday is coming up on uh, this week. So everyone, everyone, say happy birthday to Sally. All right. Everybody, ready? one, two, three. Happy, happy birthday, Sally. Sally. It's my dog, by the way. (laughs) I love Sally more than everyone and anywhere ever. So anyway, thanks to the Neighborhood Bullies, also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley and Wayne Topinski, and to Valentina Rivera and engineers Victor Cornejo, and uh, I guess that's the only engineer we had here tonight, isn't it? From Lancer Radio. For Independence Day, I'm Joe Armstrong. Please be good to one another. Tall, could have used a few pounds. Tight pants, points, hollering down. She was a black-haired beauty with big dark eyes and points all her own, sudden way up high. 